We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. How are we today? It's the first episode of 2024. Did you wake up today feeling that new year energy? Or did you wake up feeling kind of the same as you did in 2023? And if you did, that's all right. I just kind of have this thought about the new year. It's an arbitrary date and it really doesn't mean anything until you give meaning to it. And technically, we're still in the middle of winter. So if you're still feeling like you want to hibernate and you want to be cozy, especially after the holiday craziness, I feel you. Currently, as I'm recording this podcast, I am in one of my favorite places, New York City. Now, I am not a city gal. I am definitely, (laughs) which is funny because Phoenix is a big city, but it doesn't feel like a big city like New York or Chicago, which I had the pleasure of visiting earlier in December. Um, This is one of my favorite trips I take. And I haven't done it since 2019. Um, And it just feels so good to be back in the city. There's just something so special about New York. We have a family friend who lives in the financial district. And so we have this beautiful view. I'm looking out onto Broadway and I just feel so grateful and so blessed to be here and also be able to record a podcast episode for you. Just a dream, let me tell you. So last year, my first episode of the year was about why you should resolve to hustle less in 2023. And it's so wild doing my end of year reflection making that my goal and working less than 20 hours a week and still hitting my revenue goal and still hitting my goals is just kind of mind boggling. Like I know it's possible because I created this process for myself, but it is pretty amazing. And it's the hitting the revenue goal is great and the other goals, but it's truly not what mattered the most to me. What mattered the most to me was how my values were expressed so much this year. And one of my biggest values that really was being flexed was my value of growth. And so it got me thinking about what is the theme of 2024? And it was just so obvious that the theme of 2024 is resilience. And I'm going to share this episode about why you too, I'm going to offer you to focus on resilience as well. Now, I think when we hear resilience, we can define it in so many different ways. And I really like to think about resilience in relation to the nervous system. Now, nervous system resilience is a crucial part in overall well-being and personal development, especially for my high-achieving 
women, you know who you are. <laughs> now, I've worked with some clients for the past couple of years, and they are growing, growing, growing professionally, personally. And the more we grow, the more that that stake, the more challenges that we face. It's not about not having challenges. It's about being able to move fluidly through them. So the nervous system is responsible for how we perceive, react, and recover from stress and challenges in our life. And we have these responses and they're automatic, right? We have the fight or flight response, which we talk about a lot on the podcast and it's very buzzy right now. People are constantly talking about fight or flight. Um, that's the sympathetic nervous system. And then there's the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest state. That is our birthright. That is where we deserve to be. Now we're not always going to be in rest and digest because for example, if I'm walking across the street and I'm not looking and a car's coming, I don't want to just be resting and chilling. I want my, <laughs> my sympathetic nervous system to get me out of the road. Maybe that did happen earlier today, <laughs> walking around the city. So really important to understand that these just basic, basic, basics of the nervous system, right? So there's the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and there's the parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. Now let's talk about resilience and the nervous system. Nervous system resilience is the ability to efficiently transition between the different states of activation, arousal, and relaxation, right? It's about how quickly and effectively you can bounce back from stress while maintaining balance between alertness and calm. So that's why we're not always just supposed to be in this state of rest and then digest in the state of safety. We are always constantly moving throughout different states. The problem is when we get stuck in a certain state, like say fight or flight, that's when it causes wear and tear on the body and the accumulation of that stress really compounds over time, which deteriorates your body, your mental health, your physical health, all the things. So chronic stress keeps you in, keeps your sympathetic nervous system activated, which leads to anxiety, burnout, and physical health issues. Now I work with a lot of women that come to me because they're burnt out. They have worked so hard and they're in this constant state of fight or flight because every email they get from their boss or a client or anyone work-related, their nervous system responds like they're getting attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. And even though logically we know that that's not happening to our primitive brain, it can't tell the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. So building resilience involves training the nervous system to return to a state of balance after stress. And I really want to emphasize on training. Now, we do all these things where people promote the habits of meditating and journaling and working out, and they're all wonderful. And we do it because it does make us feel good. But really, those activities are our training days for the big game days of stress. And the more that we can train our nervous system to return back to a state of balance after stress, the more resilient you're going to be. So, this is why. I believe that 2024 is the year of resilience, because if we really think about this, <clears throat> I mean, since the pandemic, it there has been highs, there have been low lows and everything in between. I don't think I know a single person that hasn't been faced with challenges after challenges. 
And it's not just, you know, being a human is hard, but it also can be amazing. And I believe that focusing on building resilience in your life is the ultimate goal. You know, we're sold the lie that happiness is the goal. And it, it's interesting because I'm in a parenting group um, and it's all, you know, all the, all the moms in there are, are, their kids are around the same age. And we talked about like, you know, what is our goal for our children? And it is to build confidence and resilience, not happiness, literally it's confidence and resilience. So why would we lose sight of that? Why would we lose sight of that? If that's something we want for our kids, isn't it important to want that for ourselves as well? So being able to be resilient as a response to the constant change that's happening in our world isn't just nice to have. It is necessary. So 2024 is upon us. And even though January 1st is an arbitrary date, it is a new calendar year. And it is an opportunity for renewal. This is where resilience and making this a focus in your year can be the difference between a good year and an amazing year. You know, as we get older, we're constantly faced with new challenges, whether it's starting trying to start a family or navigating motherhood and having a career, um, managing your family responsibilities if you already have a family and, and just personal development in general. These areas in our life only become more and more challenging. There's more obstacles. Things become more complicated in our minds. And being resilient is a key asset to move through these challenges with grace. So being able to expand your capacity and build resilience will help you manage life's inevitable ups and downs efficiently and effectively. So I've been playing with this idea of creating a space to grow. And I have this idea and it's like really, it stuck with me because I'm like, oh, it's like growing your relationships, growing your money mindset, growing your, um, growing your business, growing your ideas. And then I realized it's about growing your capacity. Resilience is not about bouncing back. Now there's parts of it, but it's about growing and expanding one's capacity for life and work. And what does that mean? What does growing your capacity mean? It means that flexibility within your nervous system, you being able to tolerate stressful situations and coming back to a place of calm, being able to relax your body when you're reading an email from a client or a boss or when a presentation doesn't go your way right? It means not running away from the challenges. It means opening yourself up to them. Because when you are resilient, it allows you, it gives you permission to take risks, to seek new opportunities, to navigate transitions. All the things start with resilience. So are you with me? Do you believe 
that resilience would be a good theme for your year. And maybe it's not resilient. Maybe it's a different word, but something that really resonates you because resilience, emotional regulation, and overall well-being, they are all connected. Because if you maintain flexibility within your nervous system when you're being challenged or there's a stressful situation, it will you will create balance in your body, which will promote overall well-being. So what can you expect on this podcast for this year is really focusing on all things to help you grow your capacity and build resilience. So I'll be sharing how to manage stress, different breathwork techniques. Definitely, you're going to be hearing a lot about breathwork because breathwork to me is one of the most powerful and effective ways to expand your capacity. Practicing mindfulness and focusing on emotional health because all of this is integral in building resilience. I believe that resilience is a skill set. Now, some people are just forced to be resilient. They don't really have a choice when they face hardship after hardship. And other people may not have as many hardships, but resilience is still a very important skill to work on. So I've had this idea for a space to grow. And a space to grow is really when I distill it down is a metaphor for creating mental, emotional, and physical capacity for growth and resilience. And like I said, expanding your capacity isn't about doing more, but it's about growing in a effective way that helps build on your emotional intelligence, your emotional awareness, and just adaptability. It really helps you adapt to the changes that happen in your life and the stressors that you have from day to day. So let's talk about growing your professional capacity. So growing your professional capacity would include embracing ongoing learning, asking for feedback and seeking it and allowing yourself to hear the feedback without getting defensive and consistently stepping out of your comfort zone. I believe that having resilience while navigating career changes, workplace challenges and leadership roles is the missing piece. I have a couple of clients who are in leadership roles and teaching them this has been a game changer for them and their team sees it and it starts from the top and it's really cool to see the impact of the awareness and understanding of the nervous system and being able to recognize that in your team and being able to share that knowledge with them. It's incredible. Let's talk about enhancing your personal capacity. So self-care, setting boundaries, developing healthy rituals and routines all help enhance your personal capacity and being okay with taking time for yourself. Setting boundaries feels really uncomfortable for a lot of people because it doesn't feel safe because it feels safer to people, please. So building that capacity for the discomfort when you do set a boundary is huge. Other activities that foster personal growth like doing hobbies just for the sake of doing a hobby, learning a new skill, 
or setting aside time daily or weekly for self-reflection. All of these things enhance your personal capacity. Now let's talk about capacity in relationships. So resilience affects interpersonal relationships because it emphasizes communication. It also helps you focus on empathy, being a human being as a human being. And then again, boundary setting. Being okay with the discomfort of saying no and setting a boundary to protect your peace and your well-being and maintain your relationship with whoever you're setting a boundary with. So ways to maintain a healthy, thriving relationship, both in your personal and professional life, is a part of expanding one's capacity because you spend a lot of time with the people you work with. And it's really important that you expand your capacity in those relationships in order to thrive in your workplace, because that can make or break your experience. And then the last piece is integrating resilience into your daily life. So being able to integrate resilience into your daily life include practicing gratitude, doing daily breath work, developing a growth mindset, being able to see things from different perspectives, you know, being able to bring this skill into daily life will really help you identify the areas where you want to expand your capacity for resilience. I'll save the episodes throughout the year. I'll go deeper into each of these areas. But for now, I will share some strategies for enhancing nervous system resilience. And these are strategies, again, that you've probably heard of, that you might have tried once or twice. And you have to really be in that mindset that, number one, you believe that it works. And number two, that you have to do it consistently in order to help create that flexibility. You know, sometimes we do something once or twice and we feel okay. We feel a little bit better, but then we stop doing it. It's truly being able to do these techniques over and over and over again. So when you are in a stressful situation, whether that is something in your personal life or your professional life, you don't have to think about the technique that's going to help bring your body back into balance. So I like to think about it as your training days and your game days. If you think about a sports team, how many training days to game days are there? I mean, at least five training days to one game day. And if you go into game day without training, you're not going to know what play to call. You're not going to know what move to make. And that's why these techniques, while very simple and doable and really easy to brush off, really make a difference. And so I think understanding that context of being able to train your nervous system, train your body, train your mind, that's going to create that flexibility and resilience in your nervous system. So, you know, the number one thing, mindfulness and meditation, this can enhance nervous system resilience by promoting relaxation and helping the mind attack from the stressors. So being able to do this regularly trains the brain to remain calm and composed even when there's stressful situations. Really, if you want to maintain nervous system regulation, keep a relaxed body. 
deep breathing exercises stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which again, promotes relaxation. So belly breathing, box breathing is very helpful. Uh, regular physical activity and movement. Exercise is to me one of the most powerful tools of managing stress and building resilience because it releases endorphins, which is a natural mood booster. Yoga is really helpful because it combines physical movement with mindfulness. And you might, yoga might not resonate, but dancing, Tai Chi, there's other movements that combine kind of that meditative uh, movement element. Uh, getting enough sleep and nutrition, the quality of your sleep is essential for your nervous system health. And it's because your body repairs and rejuvenates while you're sleeping. And if you don't get quality sleep, you do not get that essential time where your body and mind get restored. And then, of course, balanced nutrition always supports overall health and gives you the energy that you need for stress resilience. The next thing that will really enhance nervous system resilience, and you can kind of see a common theme here, is setting boundaries. Learning to set healthy boundaries and also engaging in self-care that helps be preventative in burning out and maintaining your nervous system health. Now, self-care is more than just a bubble bath. It can be reading a book. It can be spending time in nature or doing a hobby that really interests you. And then the last thing is social support and community. Having a strong social network contributes to emotional and nervous system resilience. Like just having a place that you can lean in when you are going through a hard time, when you feel overly stressed, when you feel burnt out. It's really easy to isolate when you feel overwhelmed, when in fact, it's actually the time to lean in. You know, a lot of times we think we don't want to burden people and we are tribal creatures. We thrive in community. So engaging with a supportive community can provide emotional support and a sense of belonging, which is vital when you are facing stress. So this is a little teaser, a little appetizer for what to expect on the podcast this year. I am so open to any podcast requests, any interviews, any guests that you want on the show, I'm really going to be focusing in on creating a space for you to grow your capacity in whichever area of your life that you want to focus on. So what I want to offer for you today is to think about this episode and to think about what area do you really want to focus on growing your capacity. Now, it could be just general, but it could be specific as well. It could be your capacity in your relationships. It could be in your career. It could be in your personal life. Go a little bit deeper there and send me a message and I will make sure that I record episodes that cater to you. All right, my friend, I hope that you have a beautiful start to your 2024. As always, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it. Until next time.